we'll try to address their concerns by making sure we don't fly anywhere near their house and so on. And and then the other one is, and this is one that, look, we just, communities have to have a debate on and decide for themselves, you know, do, do you want drones flying over your, your neighborhood, you know, carrying goods around? So do you think that carrying goods around at 50 to 80 meters in the sky at high speed is better than a person in the car on the roads doing the same thing? You know, and I'm pretty confident the answer is, you know, an overwhelming majority will say it's better to do it with drones than on the road with a person, burning diesel, producing CO2, potentially causing accidents and so on. Um, but there will be people that just don't want that. And, and I respect that. And we'll just have to have that debate and, and hopefully keep everybody happy. Welcome to Screw It, Just Do It, the number one ranked entrepreneurship podcast for business owners, entrepreneurs, and those aspiring to be so. The aim of this show is to showcase the world's most inspiring and interesting people who've decided to screw it, just do it. We offer 20% inspiration and 80% education, giving you the tools and advice to start, grow, and scale a successful business. I'm your host, Alex Chisnell, fellow entrepreneur, podcast agency owner with a number one podcast and startup advisor to global startup generator and early stage VC, Antler. Each week, I release two episodes, a Q&A every Wednesday with one of the world's most inspiring figures, plus a solo episode every Saturday where I cover the challenges that all of us are facing as entrepreneurs. So I've had the privilege of chatting to some amazingly successful entrepreneurs who built some unbelievable businesses. And we've talked about the different ways as a business owner that you can fund the growth of your business, from venture capital to crowdfunding and everything in between. Now, a number of these entrepreneurs who I've hosted on this show have chosen the same type of finance brought by the same business. And I've decided to choose the same business myself to bring you this podcast. And that company is called Molten, the investment platform for the visionaries who invent the future. The likes of Trustpilot's Peter Holton Mulman, All Plants founder Jonathan Petrides, Gray's CEO Anthony Fletcher, to name but a few. And venture capital essentially gives companies the fuel they need to realize their ambitions, to transform, to expand, and to grow. And Molten are forging their own way forward, and you're welcome to join them. Over 2,500 businesses approach Molten for investment each year. They make just a handful of investments. Look, success isn't built in a day. But if you're ready to venture out of the box go to moltenventures.com. Here's to ambitious visions that buck the trend. The team at Molten Ventures believe it's their role to make more possible. To help their portfolio transform, the Molten team bring their energy. This energy takes the form of capital, experience, knowledge, and networks delivered over the long term. And we're joined by Bobby Healy, um, who, as I say, is the CEO and founder of MANA, a drone delivery as a service. And 
We are going to be hitting that plus button. So if you'd like to ping a few more people in the room, those with the green dot next to them are live on the platform right now. Otherwise, they've got a timestamp when they were last on the platform. You can also search by keyword or emoji. So I'm putting in uh, the words tech technology and it will bring up the people who um, follow me and I can tap on their profile and ping them in the room and let them know um, that this room is currently live. So as I say, um, we'll get the opportunity to to ask Bobby questions. I've got a few, and I know um, a number of you regular speakers and contributors here are going to have a few questions as well. So um, to kick things off, Bobby, um, what I wanted to, to, to ask you um, is something that I, I, I read um, from a previous interview that you said you believe in, in five years delivery by road will not be a thing anymore. Um, it's a pretty big statement to make, but you're obviously at the forefront of this um, technology. Uh, do you still think? Yeah, I mean, I, I'd, uh, there's a nuance to that. So it's what, what I meant is in five years, every market, particularly in Europe, will have access to drone delivery. So certainly ourselves and, and a couple of other companies will have rolled out drone delivery to most suburban markets. Um, so that's, that's pretty confident about that timeline, given where the tech is, given where the regulation is, given the amount of capital that's coming into the space. Um, so I think that's valid. But I think it, the, the you know, signaling the end of road-based delivery is probably a little bit longer. And, and the reason that is, is that you know, we... We certainly aim to replace 100% of row-based delivery for lightweight items, so takeaway food, coffee, small grocery items, but large, you know, your weekly shop and things like that that are, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of road delivery with that either by people themselves going to pick those products up or, you know, doing your weekly shop or the click and collect type products that, you know, the supermarkets and the, the go puffs and, and, and those type of guys are, are delivering by cars and by vans. So I think it'll take, it'll take longer, probably, probably won't be till 2030 before we really do remove every single road-based journey for goods. But I definitely believe in that. And if, if any of the listeners could actually see and witness what we're doing today. And by the way, we've, we've been live for over a year now. So this is as real as you can imagine. We're, we're actively doing deliveries, commercial deliveries for people that, that do something as trivial as ordering a coffee in the morning with a pastry. And it arrives by drone about three, less than three minutes after it's, after it's prepared. So like roughly five minutes from transaction to arrival in your back garden. And that's, that's as real as you can imagine. And when you see that happening, and it's a pretty consistent kind of feedback when when customers or when bystanders experience that you immediately go to why in the name of god would i put a three-ton vehicle on the road with a human being in it when these robots can do that for well for starters a fraction of the cost but also quietly more privately more safe better economics to it and a far better user experience so the 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 actual mode of delivery is so much better than the alternative, the incumbent uh, alternative. Um, it's very, very obvious that there's no future for row-based delivery for last mile. 
And and I guess the, the conversations that you you would have had with 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 governments, with councils, um, with with airline organisations, you know, be that in in the UK and in the US, um, the way the world has been going um, the last few years, it, it's probably not a harder sell as it would have been 10, 15, 20 years ago. I'm guessing. Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, 10, 20 years ago, the tech, it's it's really there's a kind of a confluence of things here. There's a confluence of technology and in battery and solid state IMUs and sensors and so on and, and GPU that have only really matured and become off the shelf in the last two or three years, essentially at, at a price point where what we're doing becomes economically viable. That's one thing. And then on the regulatory side of things, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, Amazon kicked this all off eight years ago with a stunt video of a drone delivering a box and, and everyone thought that was a joke, but it wasn't. You know, it was real intent from Amazon to do this. And with that came a lot of activity around regulatory and governments governments have looked at, into this space already and, and, and it's a pretty clear conclusion that if you liberalize the airspace below 500 feet and commercial, allow it to be commercialized, and regulate that, it's a very, very big economic prize for countries. And recently, PwC did a report um, called the, uh, the Drone Report on the UK economy. And they they calculated that the, by by doing that, by commercializing the drone space, it would add 600,000 jobs in the UK alone and 1.9% incremental increase to GDP. So, so governments know this is a prize worth having. And that's a good thing. And and as a result of that, regulation has started to look at that and almost forced to because in the end, you know, there's only two lanes to every road, right? You know, cars go on the left or, or cars go on the right, depending on where you are. And it's the same in the airspace. You know, drones stay below 500 feet. In general aviation, your helicopters, your small planes and so on, stay above 1,000 feet. And that's all hunky-dory. But you still need to handle situations where that traffic crisscrosses. And so ambulance helicopters, police, emergencies of all sorts will come into our airspace. And there needs to be a situation where, an, you know, a, a drone that's gone out of, for whatever reason, technical reasons, needs to get into controlled airspace that that can be coordinated safely. So regulations have been uh, coming a long time and particularly in Europe, um, Europe has led the way with cohesive, coherent, and, and well-planned regulations, and that's been the second factor that's enabled business like us to to start up. And you mentioned you mentioned Amazon, Bobby, before. Um, how many competitors have you have you got trying to do what you're doing at the moment that are, you know, actually live and doing it like you are, or are you know not far away from from bringing that to market as well like how, how, how many of those bigger players like the amazons of this world are kind of harnessing yeah so there's just i mean just speaking of amazon amazon have kind of um they're taking their time at this they they, they haven't gotten there yet they're not live anywhere um but they will do it i'm confident that they will do it they'll do it well but i think that they're still a few years away um, the ones that are actually doing it, doing it well, uh, are Alphabet. You know, Alphabet, uh, Google's parent, for those who don't know, um, have a drone delivery program called Wing, and that's an excellent uh, platform, really, really good. 
live in Australia and the United States, delivering just like we are directly to people's uh, front uh, lawns and back lawns and, and everything in between and, and doing everyday items with a wonderful uh, technology platform. So it's, it's in the world right now, it's Mana and it's Wing. That's it. Hmm, interesting. Um, and what's the biggest challenge either you're facing right now or the, or the industry is facing right now if there's just two of you actually live and doing? I mean, I think, you know, so this is such a crazy business. So we're, you know, essentially we're an, an airline manufacturer, or sorry, an aircraft manufacturer. We're an airline and we're an airport, all three rolled into one. And underneath all of that, there's strong regulation. Um, you know, there's a ton of regulation around all of those things or all those entities. And and then within that, to, to, to kind of implement that, there's an absolute ton of technology. So there's, if you take any normal e-commerce business or any, you know, you know, enterprise software as a service business, we're all of that. Plus, we're an aircraft that has to fly. So it's hardware, it's hardware that flies. It's hardware that flies, it's regulated. There's just a ton of different things going on. So it's a really, really difficult technology problem to solve. And then on top of that, you know, we, we, we engineer for a million flights a day. And that, that's our target. Our target is, you know, at scale and, and even more than that, but, but let's just take an easy target, like a million flights a day to, to make something happen a million times a day. If it's, if it's in hardware and it's in the real physical world, integrating or interacting with human beings and all the complexity that comes with that is just a phenomenally difficult problem to solve. So the, the challenges we have are kind of almost a, a logarithmically difficult problem to solve at scale um, that, that hasn't really been done before. I mean, people build helicopters and they build airplanes, but we, we'll be flying, you know, a couple of orders, if not three orders of magnitude more volume than a typical commercial airline. So it is a super, super difficult problem to solve. So that's the number one problem. And you solve that with obviously time, good engineering and a ton of capital, which is, you know, a nice, a nice fun uh, project. Um, and then the other, well, it's not a problem, but, but there's the question of external factors and the external factors are regulation. You know, we, we embrace regulation and it's very important for all stakeholders that there's a clear set of rules, laws and regulations so that we can all work together, share the airspace and that everybody is safe, and well respected. And that's good. But that's not that timeline is not in our control. So while we can try to influence it, you know, it's very difficult to accelerate that. And so you'll see that, in fact, the United States is, is of all countries, it's probably the furthest behind on the regulatory curve in terms of readiness and willingness to scale, whereas Europe is in the lead. You know, so what we, we have absolutely every intention of, of winning in the United States. It's our largest target market. And it's frustrated by just a lack of pace on the regulatory side. Now, that's improving. And who knows, it may even be the case that the United States leapfrogs. And, and catches up and overtakes the rest of the world. And then there's other markets like your own market, the UK, which would be our largest target market in Europe. Um, again, still very much unknown what's going to happen there because of Brexit and, and, and all of that. So, so, so you asked me the challenges. There's the obvious really difficult tech challenges. And then there's regulatory, which is out of our control. So, you know, um, 
those, those are it really. I mean, customer, the customer with, I mean, there's a lot of negative narrative as well around drones, right? People are, you know, when you ask people, they, they say, Hey, you know, I worry about privacy. I worry about, um, noise. I worry about job loss because of the robots. All of these concerns that people have are, you know, completely understandable concerns. And it's very important for us as an industry that we are very open to the debate around that, that we respect things like privacy. So, for example, we have absolutely no customer information. We don't record anything on the aircraft except logs for safety stuff. You know, no personally identifiable information whatsoever. All those kind of things we do, but but getting that message out and and kind of addressing the unfounded concerns is is you know I won't say it's a challenge, but it's something that's specific to what we do because it's such an unusual business. Yeah, you 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 mentioned the narrative, and I guess like with anything in life, the proof is in the pudding and the fact that you are live and, and delivering, um, I guess the, the, you know, the kind of apocalyptic version, like you say, is people complaining about noise, about privacy, about drones dropping out of the sky, you know, all those kinds of things. But, you know, how has the feedback been in the towns where you are delivering and what's been, um, like repeat orders, I guess that's going to be the, the, the proof, isn't it? How many people are, you know, repeatedly ordering from you, not just doing it once as a, as a gimmick and then going back yeah. to the, the shop themselves. But yeah, how, how's that? Yeah. So what we, well, before we go into a town, we do a survey and, you know, just to just to check what the temperature is like. And we kind of know the answer already and it's consistent. We have a 98 percent positive rating in terms of and one, so one simple question. Would you pay for drone delivery of groceries and takeaway food if we made it available? And 98 percent. Yes. So that's a pretty strong signal. But then, of course, the proof is in the pudding when you actually roll out to a town what do people do do you get complaints what what are things like and the best data set we have is from or and more where we've 10,000 people and we've already delivered to 37% of those people so that that's a phenomenal penetration rate for for a delivery company in fact it's it's well above any of the big platforms like an Uber or a DoorDash any of those guys so 30% more more than one in 3 people have ordered and of those people, 75% of them have ordered more than four times. That is an absolutely phenomenal result. And that is way above what a road-based delivery system would get. So that, but that's only one town, right? And it's a small town of 10,000 people where, you know, I would have to say results are biased because everyone loves mana there. Um, but our new town, much bigger town, 35,000 people, uh, that's a bigger test for us. And, you know, for we only just switched it on for trial in the last week, so very early to tell. But but yes, just yesterday we did sixty deliveries, and we we I know I can tell from the temperature. If you, if you look at my Twitter feed, look at all the positive commentary there. We we open up our Twitter for both the company and mine, and we get nothing but positive inbounds. We get customers almost biting our hands off to be in our testing program to get the product as quickly as possible. So, so it's it's one of those very unique types of products that everybody wants. It's like when the circus comes into town, everybody wants to go. Um, it's 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 just so unusual in that regard. But but that's not to say that we won't have our detractors. Um, there will be people that will complain, and and we respect that. And mostly, though, you know, we, we've 
we've had zero complaints, by the way, in Oran Moor, 10,000 people, zero complaints. Um, but we do expect them to come. And the complaints will be around noise, even though we make less, we make actually scientifically less noise than an electric car makes on the road. Um, so we're very, very confident that actually noise is not a problem for our drones, but that it will be perceived as one nevertheless by you know, some individuals, and we'll respect that and we'll try to address their concerns by making sure we don't fly anywhere near their house and so on. And and then the other one is, and this is one that, look, we just, communities have to have a debate on and decide for themselves, you know, do do you want drones flying over your, your neighborhood, you know, carrying goods around? So do you think that carrying goods around at 50 to 80 meters in the sky at high speed is better than a person in the car on the roads doing the same thing, you know, and I'm pretty confident the answer is, you know, an overwhelming majority will say it's better to do it with drones than on the road with a person burning diesel, producing CO2, potentially causing accidents and so on. And, but there will be people that just don't want that. And, and I respect that. And we'll just have to have that debate and, and hopefully keep everybody happy. I like the analogy of the um, the circus coming to town and, and everybody wanting to go as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'll do a quick reset, folks. Now we are coming up to halfway mark. You are on the Alex and Sabrina show. Green icon at the top of the page. Um, if you click on it to become a member, you get a notification during today's show. We're currently at just over 10,000. Um, today I've got a special guest talking to Bobby Healy. Bobby is the founder and CEO of Mana, a drone delivery as a service business, which is live and delivering in three towns at the moment in Ireland. Um, Got a few more questions, but I don't want to hog the stage. So I'm going to be looking for some mic flashes to, to ask Bobby some questions because a number of you have come up on stage as well. So um, for, for those who are just coming in, Bobby, again, um, into the room and listening to, to, to the conversation and haven't, say, clicked on your profile and had a look at what you're doing over on your, your Twitter with the actual like, videos of the, the drones delivering, what, what can um, one of your fleets of, of drones de- deliver at, at the moment? And are there plans to kind of change that model as 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 the technology improves? I guess. Yeah. Um, so we we can carry three kilograms, and uh, in terms of weight and the volume, we can carry thirty thousand cubic centimeters. So um, think a uh, very large shoebox. And so you know, cargo is not really or cargo capacity is not really a restriction. So we can. I mean, our, our number one thing that we deliver is coffee, hot coffee. So if you think about delicacy or, you know, transportation of goods, we, we regularly deliver fresh eggs, for example. We don't crack them. People test us with that for fun, thinking we're gonna, they're going to get a load of broken eggs, but they don't. Uh, and coffee is our biggest thing. So we also serve pints of Guinness by drone. Um, you, you name it, we can deliver. They're, they're out of the, we work with Tesco, and out of the 19,000 products that Tesco have, our new aircraft can carry 14,000 of those products. So we're really not limited at all um, in what we carry other than your weekly grocery shop. So you're still going to be going down to your local Tesco or your local Lidl, whatever it is, to get your what we call your bulk purchasing products. But we definitely see 
in the short term, uh, a world where your your really perishable stuff, your very frequent stuff like your head of broccoli or your your meat or your fish or any of those things can be instantly ordered. So literally, and we call it instant delivery. So it's you order your your material for your dinner at six p.m. and it arrives at six oh five. And that's what we're doing today, by the way. Um, and, and we think that that's the way it'll go. So the, the limitations on the tech are probably right now, they're, they're almost a selected limit and, and they're around range and wind capabilities. And, and that's a factor of not controllability of the aircraft, but it's around the amount of energy and the battery. So we limit ourselves now to, well, actually in, in more and more, we're flying maximum of seven kilometers. And we're flying a wind, about 30 mile an hour winds, which is a pretty strong wind, um, but that's it. So if the wind goes over that, we won't fly. Now, that's not a question of safety. It's simply a question of energy. So as battery technology improves, um, we'll carry things in stronger winds and a little bit further and so on. But but honestly, the the tech now will deal with 90 Five to 98% of current demand. So it's not really restrained. I was going to ask you about the wind, actually. You know, what would, what would stop you um, delivering? And obviously, wind would be in you know, adverse weather conditions, I guess, stuff out of your control. Yeah, well, actually, the, the biggest stopper, so rain is not an issue. Really, wind wind won't be an issue. Um, it won't hold us back. The big one is is icing conditions. So that's when um, extra outside temperature goes below 5 degrees and there's fog. So below 5 degrees and, and, and dry air is no problem, but below 5 degrees and fog, we wouldn't fly because of icing conditions. So ice can build up on the props and the fuselage. And that's dangerous. So, but those are pretty rare uh, in at least in most European markets. Anyway, they're pretty rare, but they do happen in you know Northern Europe, Scandinavia, and so on. Yeah, and it kind of reminds me. I was with Virgin Atlantic for like sixteen and a half years, and you know travelled all around the world. But you know, particularly, yeah, it reminds me of those uh, East Coast trips in the, in the middle of winter when you're in when you're in Boston or somewhere like that, and they have to de-ice the wings, and you you sat there for a for a little while yeah. longer. Yeah, same. Principle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but the thing is, like again, I'm just I'm kind of just running through, you know, tech thoughts in my head. We we think about this stuff and it is pretty straightforward to put energy into to heat the props and keep them above, you know, a certain temperature so that they don't build the ice. It's a lot easier to do with small little aircraft and gigantic big aircraft that you would have worked on carrying passengers. So we can solve that problem. It's it's not like you know, uh, deep neural networks and, and perception, the power autonomous driving, our actual, the deep tech part of what we do or the technology part of what we do is pretty straightforward. It's not difficult at all. I mean, you could almost look at us like a, a Dyson making, you know, vacuum cleaners. The tech isn't all that complex. It's just making it safe at scale is the difficult part. So all of the constraints, environmental factors like weather are, are completely surmountable. I find it fascinating, and um, I'm going to open this up now as well, but last one I'll ask as we've just kind of gone the halfway mark is you, you signed deals, as I understand, with like Tesco's, Samsung, and Just Eat. Um, who, would, who would be your dream deal? Would it be somebody like a Starbucks or somebody like that? Um, the, you know, we, we see ourselves as carrying everything from everywhere to everyone. 
And so that means we want every brand, every vendor, every small producer, every local shop, all of them to have access to instant delivery in in communities so we don't we don't say hey you know what the winner here is going to be starbucks we anoint starbucks as the winner you know uh people love starbucks they have a huge loyal base so definitely we would want those types of brands in our system but we also want joe's coffee who you know joe's got his own coffee shop in the town and we think joe should be able to do business to his loyal customer base in that town and we want to power joe and that's what we do. You know, the, the local, for example, the local bookshop in Oran Moore has a better product than Amazon have in Oran Moore. You know, he can get to, you know, 30 square miles of customers in three minutes for his little bookstore. So we want to power the local guy, but we also want to power the giants. And we think that our, who we're really serving in this case is the local economy. It's the local community that want, you know, what they want. They want choice and they don't want it just because Amazon have a better delivery service. We don't think that everybody should go to Amazon for everything, which is kind of the, the direction the world's going in now. And we actually can democratize that by flattening that advantage in logistics. And that's what we are. So Yes, we, of course, want to have Starbucks. We've already signed Ben and & Jerry's and Samsung. We've signed Coca-Cola. We've signed Tesco. You, you, like, there's, I can't think of anyone that doesn't want to work with drone delivery in terms of brands and customer reach. But we're not anointing a winner by saying it's this brand of coffee versus that brand of coffee. We're going to, like in Balbriggan, our new town, we're going to have four different coffee vendors. Yeah, and I love that. And I didn't realize you signed up all those other um, companies as well. But I love the fact that, you know, the way the world has been going, you know, fortunately or unfortunately, depending on which, which side of the fence you, you may be on, is when you do look to to order a product, if if Amazon can do, you know, Amazon Prime can deliver it tomorrow. And I think maybe in London, it's like same day delivery in some other cities. Then I've, I've done that myself in the last week. You've literally picked that because you want it for i don't know i'm playing a game of golf tomorrow and i've uh, i've just broken a club and i need a club to arrive tomorrow so so i'll order it online but i love the fact that this is maybe a bit of a leveler for for, for the small business 100 percent, 100 percent. because actually the big advantage that you know an amazon or you know the giants have outside of choice it's the logistic it's the network of delivery that gets them, that lets them give you your golf club in a day. But we actually think that products should be distributed to local communities and they should be sold from there. And that means that the barrier to that is getting the actual product to the customer because it's not, it's not cost effective for a small business to have delivery system. It just, it never works. Even, even in fact, the market wide, you know, we have a big brand hardware store here in Ireland and it's a it's a local hardware store with local jobs in most Irish towns large Irish towns but but Amazon beat them with delivery and so you got products coming from Germany or from the UK traveling the whole way there to Ireland you know because they Amazon have a better delivery network than a local Irish company so we actually think that we can redress that imbalance by providing all of those types of businesses with the delivery network and that then means they're competing on price choice loyalty brand and, and all sorts of other things but they're not competing on the delivery network 
I, I love it. It's fa- fascinating. Uh, I'm sure you never get sick of talking about it as, as well. So, so yeah, Bobby, just to, to finish on maybe, unless anyone's got another question, um, I'll have a quick scan down. But um, what does what your daily, you know, day-to-day job look like now? I know you've been raising funds, um, you know, Molten Ventures. I know um, you raised some money with as well. But, you know, how much are you looking to scale and what types of finance are you, you accessing to to enable to do yeah, well, we're we're a venture back company. We've raised um, nearly thirty five million dollars at this point uh, in the last year and a half to power the business. We'll probably raise uh, more um, early next year, and you know that that my my day job is amongst other things, you know, raising money, telling the story, and fund getting the business well funded for this stage of the business, which is very much the R&D and the product, you know, refinement and preparing for scale manufacturing. Um, so, so that's all operational stuff and getting that funded. And then when I think more about other parts of the day job, it's kind of like, for example, next week I'm speaking at Euro Control, which is where European airspace is managed and making sure that the drone agenda and drone regulations are at the top of mind there so that, you know, things move forward at the right pace there. So, so uh, you know, like like any CEO, I'm all over the place, but, but like any venture-backed CEO, most of the time uh, my job is to tell the story and, and to make sure that the business has the funds that it needs to grow, grow, grow. And we will pull the trigger in early 2023 um, for really a European-wide rollout. And that's going to be the transition of the business from a technology business, essentially, in the manufacturing to full-scale operational business. So boots on ground, markets being opened at breakneck speed. And preparing for that is around building the executive team, the management team, and, and filling you know the engineering roles and so on on the path towards that. So it's kind of assembling the plane in midair um, and I wouldn't be doing anything else. It's, it's a lot of fun. It's a huge challenge. It's very, very difficult, uh, but it's a sensationally interesting business to be involved in and, and potentially societally uh, impactful as well. So we're very proud uh, of the mission that we're all on at Mana and, um, and that's it, you know, fun, fun, fun. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, well, look, really, really appreciate you taking the time out of uh, your, your busy day. You've clearly got many things that you could be working on, and, and it, it sounds unbelievable. You know, getting a glimpse into the future and being being a part of that. Um, it, it must be amazing to be, you know, at the forefront of this technology. And um, you know, again, you know, collaborating with with some really synonymous brands that we all use in our everyday lives as well. So you can just see how you can, you know, really scale this and make a, a huge impact in the world. So um, I'd just like to thank you again and just say those of you who want to uh, listen to this episode when it comes out on the podcast, the link uh, is above. Screw it, just do it. If you just click on that, it takes you over to, to Apple. Obviously, it's available on Spotify and everybody else as well. Um, but we can only post one link on here at the moment. So that is the one above, folks. So, yeah, thank you, Bobby. Much appreciated. Um, and, yeah, anything I can do um, and the team to um, you know get the word out again and help, then do uh, don't hesitate to. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet everyone. So I found that absolutely fascinating. I have to say, I would love to do um, more interviews like this, cutting edge of technology. I didn't realize they're only Manor, Bobby's company, and, and Wing, um, the company run by Alphabet, Google's parent company, are the only two actively doing this at the moment. Um, 
absolutely fascinating i have to say i wouldn't even know where to start with this i mean i love the fact that um I, I, I trialed this on Clubhouse, um, you know, where I have a live daily show six days a week there, and and I thought let's 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 bring this to that audience um, over on Clubhouse. Let's do it live, and then let's use that recording now that they've got the replay function over there um, to share it with you. My well, screw it, just do it, audience. So um, clearly there are you know challenges for this, but. It, it must be amazing being in charge of a company like this and thinking of all the possibilities. You're working with amazing brands, you know, like Ben and Jerry's, like Tesco's, like Uber Eats, like Samsung. Um, I can't remember what else Bobby said, but some some amazing brands that you, you're partnering with. But you know, clearly, what I really um, enjoyed in, in, our, in our live audience afterwards, a lot of the questions were all around. Um, the opportunities for small businesses to compete on a level playing field. So, you know, if, if you're looking to buy something online and you can get it the next day or even the same day from Amazon compared to, you know, three to five working days from your standard um, small business, then I've done it myself. You, even though you want to shop locally, if you need it tomorrow and you can't get out for whatever reason, um, then you're going to order it via Amazon. So I love the fact that, you know, for those things that are, relatively small at the moment like three kilograms for example you could get it droned into your garden your house wherever it's going to be so um clearly there's going to be you know technology challenges scaling clearly uh, there's going to be environmental privacy concerns as well but nothing you'd think would be insurmountable um for me and uh like I say, I, I just think it's phenomenal um, to be able to to be able to do this. Um, what it looks like in reality, I would love to see it, um, and I'd be interested to know your opinions as well. You know, they are an airline. Crazy as that sounds, um, they are an airline. Um, you know, my background's in the airline industry, so it was interesting, the challenges around, you know, freezing and having to de-ice and things like that. But they're all challenges that can be overcome. And I love, you know, the way Bobby ticks is clearly looking, you know, this is a problem. We can solve it. This is a problem. We can solve it. Next, next. It's fantastic. So I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Let me know your thoughts. Um, scroll down, click write a review, uh, and then... Let me know your thoughts uh, on there and I will give you a shout out on the show as well. So thank you so much. Um, another exciting guest next week. Come and join us. If you'd like to learn how to launch and grow your own number one rated podcast like this with zero experience, zero knowledge and zero tech skills, Come and join me at ultimatepodcastmastery.com where I've just launched for a limited number of people a brand new podcast membership course. So you'll get access to my Ultimate Podcast Mastery membership course. You'll get my digital workbook, my progress sheet, my launch checklist, and all of the nitty-gritty cheat sheets, templates, and scripts the Podpreneur way. You'll also get weekly live Q&A with me, exclusive WhatsApp group chat, 
and entry to my private Facebook group, as well as access to all my past interviews and trainings with special guests as well. This is available for a limited time for a limited number of people. So once it's gone, it's gone. But if you'd like to learn how to do exactly what I'm doing now, then I'll show you how. Head on over to ultimatepodcastmastery.com. If you found value in this free podcast, all I ask is that you tell somebody else about it. You don't have to leave a review or write a post on social tagging me in the screw it, just do it hashtag. But if you do, I promise to give you a shout out on a future episode and you have my eternal thanks. I'm at Alex Chisnell on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook, plus at Alexander Chisnell on Instagram. Alongside the Screw It, Just Do It Facebook page, this houses the Screw It, Just Do It community and has the most up-to-date information on all things Screw It, Just Do It, including all of our live events. I love hearing from you if you either message me on LinkedIn or email alex at screwitjustdoit.org. I promise to reply. Just give me a little time. <laughs>